Thank you for listening to the Society of Critical Care Medicine's iCritical Care Podcast. The iCritical Care Podcast is copyrighted material and all rights are reserved. Statements of fact and opinion expressed in this podcast are those of authors and participants and do not imply an opinion on the part of the Society of Critical Care Medicine or its officers or members. Your host is the Society's Associate Editor for Podcasts, Dr. Richard Savell. Dr. Savell is the Associate Director of the Surgical Intensive Care Unit at Maimonides Medical Center in Brooklyn, New York. He also is an Assistant Professor of Medicine at the Mount Sinai School of Medicine. To contact the editorial staff of the iCritical Care Podcast with questions, comments, or ideas, please email info at sccm.org. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Society of Critical Care Medicine's iCritical Care Podcast. This is an audio companion to the e-newsletter from February 1st, 2007. I'm Dr. Richard Savell. First up, new law addresses disaster preparedness and pandemics. The Pandemic and All Hazards Preparedness Act was recently signed into law. This law, which creates a clear line of authority from local to state to federal officials, strives to improve public health care and medical preparedness in emergencies. Building on the lessons from Hurricane Katrina and September 11th, this law modernizes how public health departments detect, respond to, and manage health threats by collecting instant electronic data that will enable officials to make informed decisions before, during, and after an emergency. It established the Department of Health and Human Services as the primary federal agency for coordinating the response to public health and medical emergencies. The Secretary of HHS will evaluate how federal assets could aid in supporting surge capacity and will work with hospitals to develop pandemic flu plans. This legislation also authorized funds to recruit and train a more robust healthcare workforce capable of responding to emergencies in an effort to strengthen state and local public health infrastructures. The Society of Critical Care Medicine continues to promote disaster preparedness through the Fundamentals of Disaster Management and the upcoming Hospital Mass Casualty Disaster Management courses. The Society applauds the goals of the Pandemic and All Hazards Preparedness Act and continues to seek federal support for a national demonstration project supporting its disaster preparedness programs. Fundamentals of Disaster Management strives to instruct critical care health professionals in critical care management of victims of various types of natural and man-made disasters, while Hospital Mass Casualty Disaster Management seeks to train non-critical care hospital staff on how to handle a surge of critical care patients. Both programs provide institutions an opportunity to strengthen their existing workforce and expand the pool of healthcare personnel prepared to respond to disasters. Family members and patients join the rapid response team effort. USA Today highlights the growing popularity of rapid response teams in its January 29, 2007 issue, focusing on a new aspect of this medical response strategy that allows family members or patients to summon a team directly. Traditionally, only medical personnel had the authority to call rapid response teams into action when a patient's condition appeared to be deteriorating. Today, at least seven hospitals are bringing family members or patients into this loop. North Carolina Children's Hospital in Chapel Hill, Blessing Hospital in Quincy, Illinois, and the University of Pittsburgh Medical Center in Pennsylvania are such examples. The Pittsburgh System, the first to begin such a program, started their family-activated program 18 months ago. 
Patients and their families are given a brochure that instructs them how to dial an emergency number if they notice a change in the patients that the healthcare team does not recognize or if there is a confusion over what the patient needs. The option is in place in six of the UPMC hospitals with plans to apply it throughout the hospital system. Rapid response teams often include a critical care nurse, a physician, a respiratory therapist, a hospital official with authority to move patients, and a critical care pharmacist. The Institute of Healthcare Improvement recommends the implementation of a rapid response team as part of its 100,000 Lives campaign. SCCM offers new clinical tool, the Injectable Drug Reference 2nd Edition. The 2nd Edition of this drug handbook provides a comprehensive, quick, and useful reference for appropriate and successful medication in the intensive care unit setting. Features include easy-to-use outlines of drug features, administration compatibility, and expected outcomes, as well as new monographs and an expanded reference section for each agent. This is an invaluable tool for any clinician. Add it to your pocket or bedside reference list. Show your support of Critical Care Wear Blue on May 18, 2007. Recognize the devoted professionals whose compassion and dedication to the care of the critically ill and injured patient has made a significant difference in the lives of patients and their families, as well as educating others about the value of critical care services by celebrating National Critical Care Awareness and Recognition Month this May. It's easy to show your support of critical care. Simply wear blue on Friday, May 18th. The Society offers a wide range of blue merchandise, including shirts and neckties, that will allow you to show your support of both Critical Care and the Society of Critical Care Medicine. National Critical Care Awareness and Recognition Month promotional kits and buttons are also available. Congress registration is available on-site. The opportunity to register in advance for the Society of Critical Care Medicine's 36th Critical Care Congress has ended, but not to worry. You can register on-site at the Gaylord Palms Resort and Convention Center in Orlando, Florida. Society staff members will be available at the registration desk located in Exhibit Hall F on the hotel's lower level beginning Thursday, February 15th from 4 to 7 p.m. Don't miss the largest multi-professional critical care event of the year. Take advantage of the opportunity to strengthen and share your skills at the 36th Critical Care Congress to be held February 17th through the 21st, 2007. Test your fellows with SCCM's in-training exam for intensivists. How can you determine if your fellows are ready to take the critical care subspecialty exam? Assess knowledge gaps and receive an objective measurement of your critical care fellowship program and its participants with SCCM's multidisciplinary critical care knowledge assessment program. Offered March 12th to the 16th, 2007, the Multidisciplinary Critical Care Knowledge Assessment Program is administered by critical care program directors to evaluate the strengths of fellowship program participants. Directors often administer the exam as a preparation tool for the critical care subspecialty examination or as an identifier for topic areas that need to be reviewed. In addition to individual scoring, your institution's overall scores are ranked by percentile and compared to other participating institutions. The deadline to order is February 9, 2007. Information regarding the Multidisciplinary Critical Care Knowledge Assessment Program can be obtained by contacting SCCM Customer Service at 1-847-827-6888. International Consensus Conference to Focus on Renal Failure 
The International Consensus Conference in Intensive Care Medicine will be held May 3rd and 4th, 2007 in Montreal, Canada. This year's conference, sponsored in part by the Society of Critical Care Medicine, will focus on management and prevention of acute renal failure in the intensive care unit patient. Conference attendees will have the opportunity to participate in an informed debate presented in the form of five major questions on this topic. Intensivists and nephrologists will make short presentations aimed at answering the five questions. 1. How can we identify acute renal failure in ICU patients? 2. What can we do to protect an ICU patient against developing acute renal failure? 3. Can we prevent acute renal failure in specific disease states? 4. How should we manage an ICU patient who develops acute renal failure? 5. What is the impact of renal replacement therapy on mortality and recovery? Become a fellow of the American College of Critical Care Medicine. Applications for fellowship in the American College of Critical Care Medicine are due March 15, 2007. Members of the ACCM are part of a select group of critical care trailblazers. They set the pace for the science and practice of critical care by publishing in peer-reviewed journals, spearheading new programs, and making contributions through teaching, participating in leadership, and collaborative roles in the field of critical care and other activities. The college was created in 1988 by the Society of Critical Care Medicine to recognize those individuals who have excelled in the advancement of critical care. It emphasizes quality management in the practice and administration of critical care, focuses on leadership, and fosters partnership humane care, communication, and public opinion involving critical care. If you are a society member committed to the promotion of the highest objectives in multiprofessional critical care, consider applying for fellowship within the American College of Critical Care Medicine. And finally, guidelines published to help incorporate families into decision-making process. Clinical practice guidelines on supporting families whose loved ones are patients in intensive care units will appear in the February issue of Critical Care Medicine and are available on the Society of Critical Care Medicine's website, www.learnicu.org. This is the first set of guidelines that define standards for incorporating families into decision-making and care for ICU patients. The guidelines attempt to define evidence-based practice for support of families in the delivery of patient-centered care in the ICU, said Judy E. Davidson, RNFCCM, chairperson of the American College of Critical Care Medicine Task Force and the lead author of the guidelines. Quote, It is now known that up to 80% of family members of ICU patients develop anxiety, depression, and or post-traumatic stress response related to their experience. The guidelines were developed to assist healthcare practitioners in supporting the families of the critically ill in adult, pediatric, and neonatal patient-centered intensive care units. The guidelines were written by a multi-professional task force of experts assembled by the American College of Critical Care Medicine and are based on medical literature supplemented by the expertise and experience of these experts. The task force also cites several studies that have demonstrated that patient-centered care is associated with improved clinical outcomes. One of the greatest family needs described in the medical literature is the desire to be present. Quote, there is no evidence that family presence will delay healing or be harmful, Davidson said. However, not being present is highly dissatisfying and may cause distress. This guideline endorses family presence by open and flexible visitation and presence on rounds and at resuscitation when desired. The guidelines also address decision-making, 
family coping, staff stress related to family interactions, cultural support, spiritual and religious support, open and flexible family visitation, and family presence during rounds and at resuscitation. For the iCritical Care Podcast, I'm Dr. Richard Savell. Register now for the Society's 36th Critical Care Congress to be held in Orlando, Florida, USA, February 17th through the 21st, 2007. Connect with your colleagues and gain a multi-professional perspective on clinical topics relevant to your daily ICU environment by attending the various cutting-edge sessions, hands-on workshops, informative symposia, and exciting social engagements. Don't miss the largest multi-professional critical care event of the year. Register today by speaking with an SCCM customer service representative at 1-847-827-6888 or by visiting www.sccm.org.